This is Black Without the Magic, where we're trying to keep it real. I'm Joy Pazant. I'm Eliza Maddox. I'm Tosin Battle. And I'm Jamara Green. And today's topic is going to be about the division between non-black Americans and black Americans. Okay, Tosin. Where do you see the divide between black and non-black Americans? And what do you think is the biggest thing? So I feel like the divide started basically because of slavery. Okay, well, historically, Africa started to be seen as like a negative thing to be associated by. You see all these things about like starving African children, you know, how underdeveloped all the countries are. And so it just began to be seen as like a negative thing to be African. So, yeah. Hmm. I like that answer. What I, I think that's the biggest thing, but after the fact, once the slaves got removed, that's the first thing that you see a bigger thing with like the reconstruction era where most ple- most black Americans still stayed in, the, stayed in the South, but a lot of the people were just like, oh, they became lazy and then they wanted to push in, into one specific group and stay in that one specific community. And like the biggest one, of the underground things like the Black Wall Street and different types of places that we all decided to build up and build into community, that was something burned down like the Rosewood community as well. Everybody was killed during that just because they wanted to grow up as a community. Well, if we're talking about today in modern times, you can easily see it in school and in jobs, obviously. Because no matter what school you go to, even if it is supposed to be like, I guess you can say racially diverse, you're going to always have that divide between specific races or even specific types of people. For example, say you go to a school and you have black, white, Mexican, and any other ethnicity slash race, you're going to most likely see either a divide between people of certain races or people of certain ethnicities. Will you not? Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I think it goes a lot into, like, familiarity. Like, there's, obviously, we want, we're a part of the same community. We can assume that we've had similar happenings or similar experiences. So I think that that's one big divide just between any race in America and anywhere, there's just so many differences between us and we each have like our own community that we feel like in us. Like you usually will gravitate towards somebody who's much more similar to you. So but, you, yeah. I'm sorry. You're fine. But if you try and break those groups up or rather try and integrate those groups with different races, you usually meet some type of resistance. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yeah. And something I've heard, my parents are both immigrants from Nigeria and um, my dad's a doctor and my mom's a nurse, I've heard like black Americans be like, oh, well, you're taking our job. So it's always going to be something like that, that have people go back and forth. Mm. Miss the point that there is a divider. Most people do know that there's a divide, but they don't understand that it's neither side's fault. So when there's a division, everybody thinks that their side's right, but it's like neither side's fault. It's something that happened to previous generations and it affects us today and then we keep on doing the cycle. <laughs> and I, I just want to know like what what makes having a divide so so bad? Like there's nothing that's truly wrong with having individual communities. And I, I'm not saying it's what people say is not wrong and I'm not saying that people's actions aren't wrong. I'm just saying that what there is no problem with having 
specific communities. Like, there's no problem with that. As long as they can all get together in the end. It's like, I'm not that's saying, the problem. They can't always all get together in the end. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm saying that there should be no problem with having a specific community. There shouldn't be a problem with having a group of people that can get together and talk about a certain thing or have similar experiences. There's nothing wrong with that. There's like There should be no issue with that. A lot of problems that uh, we have stem from people thinking that there should be an issue with it when there really shouldn't be there. There should be no issue with that. Like that's kind of what we're doing here. We have a little community that doesn't include other people, but is there something wrong with that? No. No. But some people might think there is. That's the thing. Some yeah. people are just like, why are you creating it all just because of black people? Because that's the point of it. So you can have because space. Because black people matter. Yeah. Because you need a space for it. And that's Another thing that people also don't talk about race. There was a person at school when we were talking, when I was starting the podcast, they were just like, why are you choosing this person, this person, this person? And they couldn't even bring, and the other person couldn't even bring themselves to say about black people. They were just like rubbing their skin. They're like, look at the skin color. Look at the skin. Just say black. Right. Mm. Yeah, people, people shy away from race, which I think that's part of the problem. If we were more honest about race, if we were more honest about the differences between us, then I feel like that we'd, we'd have more similarities. Think about that. When you put out in the open how many things that we have that are, that are individual to our race, we can kind of find parallels between them. Sure. Like so many things that you think, oh, maybe they wouldn't understand this. Maybe I shouldn't mention this. Maybe they'd make fun of me for it or whatever. Maybe they get too uncomfortable. Maybe they'll, yeah. maybe they'll resist what you're talking about. Then yeah. you'll neglect it. Exactly. There are some who shy away from race just because they fear being called a racist by saying something that is slightly offensive without trying to. Though. But that also gets to the point of everybody has a specific bias towards either their towards mm-hmm. their own race, and that's something that needs to be addressed because you everybody just assumes everybody else once they do something they're just like something quick. Oh, you're racist because of this. You're racist because of that. That's yeah. That's something I don't like. I don't like throwing around the term racist. Like I, it takes a lot for me to specifically think of you as someone who is truly racist. Like a lot of people will say the wrong thing. That happens. Like yes, and and you and it's it's sensitive, but it doesn't make them necessarily racist. Like, there is a difference between saying a racist statement and yourself being a racist. Yes, so, and I wouldn't I wouldn't classify certain statements as being racist. I know like, I'm not saying. Did y'all ever hear about Liam Neeson? The quote that he said a couple weeks ago? Yes. So that's something. He was just like, I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. You tried to, you said if a black person came near me, you'd kill him. That is truly a racist statement. I agree with that. But when that first came out, he was talking about how his friend was raped or assaulted by somebody black. And I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely racist for you to say that you would kill a black person. But I was reading comments on that post and it was like, think about every time something happens to a black person done by a white person and us as the black community is so quick to judge that person, the whole race. We're like, oh, well, white people are bad. Everybody's like that. And we can't really think of it like that. And yes, what he said was insensitive, but I don't think that he was really at fault for that. Yeah, like what you said, like we tend to, like whenever something like that happens, we want to automatically put the blame on an entire race ourselves. Like we've been through that. People put so many things on our race, on black people, but when we, we'll just do it to someone else too, which is. And that yeah, creates we don't a want bigger anyone problem. to persecute mm-hmm. us when it's in the other direction, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and something else about, um, about racism and stuff. I remember in elementary school, there would be like white kids like, oh, you're racist for calling somebody black. 
and people saying, oh, I don't see color. But it's very much erasing somebody's identity if you say that you don't see their color. I think what we really need to do is learn to be understanding of the differences, and mm-hmm. then that is what mm-hmm. will really bring us close together. Yeah. Yes, I've never understood that statement. I still have people who say that today. You're just Definitely. like, I don't see color. What does and they can be mean? great people who yeah. are, to my knowledge anyways, have never done, said, or even condone anything even remotely racist. But saying that is a bit... It's off-putting. Hard to stomach, yeah. Yeah, it's off-putting. It's not, I'm not, that doesn't make them like racist or anything. It's just like, well, I mean. It's a questionable statement. It's it's really questionable. Like, what do you, what do you even mean by that? You don't see color. Well, what do you wish to say to these people who kind of don't see color, who are just like, don't want to see the divide, stuff like that? The obvious right there question is, what do you mean by that? What does that mean? What does it mean to not see color? I would say you shouldn't be afraid to see differences in people because yeah. you can't act like you don't see them. I think the key is to just understand that there are differences. Mm, I agree with that a lot. That's always like my argument whenever someone says, like, I don't see color. I'm like, well, but you you have to see it. Like, there's so much stuff about me or anyone else who's like of any different race. Like, even white people. Like, people try to put off white people as having no culture. Like, I, I hate it when people say that about white people because I'm like, they, they still have their own things, okay? Not everything that they experience is the same as ours. So, like, even though we like to put... Minorities tend to want to put white people into their own minority box. Like, when stuff gets heated or talk, the, um, the topic of race comes up, they like to put white people off to the side. But, I mean, white people do... Definitely have their experiences, but they also have their privileges, which I think is why we tend to do that. Because we want to, it's like we want to get, it's like a payback feeling. Like, you put us in that box. How about we put you in your own? You guys don't have anything. It makes us anything. feel yeah. safer, even better. Yeah, it's like we're trying to strip them away. Of Not better than them, but better about ourselves for exactly. that brief moment. Yeah, it's like we try to strip away. Like, we are like, that, that thing of white people have no culture. It's like stripping away of what they have. Like, you're just making them be nothing, which is inherently wrong and inherently racist, if you think about it. Yes. Like that idea. Let's sprinkle the topic of reverse racism since you said that. Oh, Jesus. So, reverse racism. That is... That is an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. The So, reverse racism is, Would you like an anecdote? Ooh, you let's have an go. anecdote? Let's, let's, see, let's hear let's it. Hear it. I'm interested. So... Before I start, and uh, I need to make sure I know what you're talking about. Give me a brief definition of your version of reverse racism. I don't have one, so don't ask I me. I mean, Joya. I am going to pull it up on the dictionary. Really? You're going to Google, Google it? it this is all Google on the fly. It. What do you think? I have the anecdote either way. I just have to make sure it's going to make sense. In From the Wikipedia knowledge. Oh. <laughs> the Wikipedia knowledge. Reverse racism is a concept that portrays color conscious. Programs for readdressing racial inequality, such as affirmative action in United States as a form of anti-white racism or the part of black and government agencies. It's commonly associated with conservative opposition to such programs. That is about as confusing as something that Yeah, that was a lot. There's a lot in that sentence or statement, really, or definition. Then fault Wikipedia. Yeah, like I'm faulting Wikipedia on that because that's a lot. Um, what do you think the definition of reverse racism is? When I think of reverse racism, I don't think of what you're probably thinking. I'm thinking of self-racism, which is <clears throat> a completely different thing. When I think of reverse racism, I think of attempting to make someone 
or rather, wrong word, attempting to patronize someone using their race to further your own point. Yeah, so reverse racism is literally just racism. Yes. Like that's, the reverse is only there because it's a minority doing it. Like that's the only part that makes it reverse. Mm -hmm. So it's being racist, but to white people, that's it. Yeah, the definition of racism isn't necessarily like, oh, white people being racist to black people. So the fact that reverse racism is considered a real thing does not make sense. That does not make any sense to me. I I really can't stand the term reverse racism. So here's the anecdote. When I was a bit younger, actually, about a decade younger, and I was like at this party, not a birthday party, just one for my friends. I just want to acknowledge the fact that the oldest one of us is 17, so you know. Uh, We should all, are we not all 17? I'm not. Oh, okay. Tosin is not yet. Okay, here it is. So, what had happened was we were outside. The friend I had, and this is important to the story, he was black. His mother was black and his father was black. So, we were outside having fun at the party. And it was a, I guess you can say, diverse group of people. There were people of all colors there. So, uh, some of our parents were having conversations with each other. With with each other, with each uh, with each other, and we overheard what they said. Some of us, and the one who was actually hosting the party, who was black, said this about all of the kids when they were talking about. I guess you can say their futures. They were like, "Well, they did the. Some people are going to be better than others, so you shouldn't judge someone by what they get in life." But when they began to talk about the careers that we could follow, us as kids and them as parents, talking about us. They began to like, all of them began to like, associate us with jobs of people of our races that people would assume that you would have. Like, for example, the mother who was hosting the party, or the mother of the child who was hosting the party, associated all those of a Hispanic, I mean, a Hispanic ethnicity with having like natural laborer jobs. While she associated all the blacks with having jobs in like uh, restaurants, working as catering. And then she, of course, associated all of the white children, who were, of course, our friends at the time, with having like high end, quote unquote, blue collar jobs, or rather, sorry, white, white collar jobs. Yeah. Something interesting that also happened to me along those lines I went to a med camp a couple of years ago called. Camp Cardiac, mm. and they were kind of going around a table asking what we wanted to do. And so basically everybody there wanted to be a doctor or something, but I personally did not know like what type of doctor I wanted to be at. So I said, I do want to be in the med field, but I'm not sure exactly what field yet. I thought you wanted to be a dermatologist. I've kind of changed my mind on that. Okay. I might be an OBGYN. OBGYN. There's a lot of letters in that. There's what? There's a lot of letters in that one. Yes, OBGYN. a lot of them. And so, like, the guy was like, oh, well, you could always be a nurse, which is typically something you would associate with a black woman nowadays. Mm -hmm. So I was just wondering why there were a lot of other kids that were white saying that, oh, they they aren't sure yet. But he was like, oh, all of us in med school figure it out on the way, too. Some of us don't know. But he said, oh, I could be a nurse. So. Mm. It made you feel some type of way. Yeah, it did. It happened two years ago, three, and I still think about that. Yeah. Continue your story. Sure, let's go with it. Okay, so I've been playing tennis for a very long time. I've been playing tennis since I was about five years old. 
actually before that, I've even played tennis. I've been playing tennis for like my entire life at this point. And it's not a typically like black sport. Like it's not the type of sport that you see a lot of black people in. Usually like, yeah, there's like Venus, Serena. They're like the Shout out to Naomi. Yeah, shout out to Naomi like over here. Like she has a little Barbie doll and I was very happy to see that. Um, Yeah, like there's like, not a lot of black people, of course, are people that play tennis. It's even... I even used to not tell my friends that I played tennis. Like, I just went on life without having a sport that I played. Just because, like, people would be like, oh, my gosh, that's so bougie. Or, oh, my gosh, that's just so white. That's such a white sport. Like, why do you even do that? Why do you do that? Yeah. So I wouldn't normally tell people that I played tennis. And all my tennis um, mates were white, aside from a few that were just Asian. So I was at like, um, there's like a state competition here in Alabama. So I was at the state competition and my partner, he's like, I play doubles. I both both doubles and singles, but when I have doubles, of course I have like a partner. Usually I play mixed. So I was playing mixed doubles and my partner, he was like, at the competition, he was like, oh my gosh, that's so weird. There's so many black people here. I didn't know a lot of black people like played this. And I was like, what do you even mean by that? He was like, he didn't even say black people. He said, I didn't know that many of, he like gestured towards me, like your, your people. Like I was like, okay. Why even comment on that? That is so strange. Yeah, I was like, thank you for mentioning that. Like, cause there's a good number of black kids that were there. So he was just like, I didn't know that, that many of your kind is almost what he said. He almost said your kind and I knew it. And I was like, okay, thank you. Thank you so much. It was great. So this year at State, I'm, I feel bad. Like, I don't like want to put what other people have said to me out on the open. But this year, it's, oh my gosh. We, we were, uh, it was again at State, and we were, it's, it's hot. It, it's held in Auburn, Alabama. It's hot. It's hot. There's a lot of sun, and it's just hot, and you, you can burn it. And people don't usually think, oh, if you're black, you're probably not going to have any effects of sun yeah, on skin your skin. Cancer be a thing. Skin cancer, yeah, it's not a thing apparently to black people, according to some. So I was like, I had, um, I had uh, my sunscreen out, and I was like, oh wait, do you need some sunscreen too? And they're like, wait, I didn't know black people use sunscreen. And I was like, oh yeah, we do, because I like my skin color, and I don't want it to literally burn. Mm. It was that was a little cringy too. Oh, there's so much cringy stuff that happens with tennis. I think it's mainly because there's not a lot of black people that play the sport. So there is a lot a lot of things that are said to me, mentioned to me that are off-putting. It's kind of what I get whenever I play golf. When I used to play golf three years now, ago. Now, I wouldn't, okay, <laughs> commenting on that. What? I wouldn't say that's a white sport. I'd just say it's an old man sport. Obviously, yeah. look at me. I'm an old man. <laughs> yeah. I only have one leg. <laughs> Let's talk about my Catholic school since mm-hmm. everybody else had a story. Mm-hmm. Went to an all-white school. All-white Catholic school. I'm not Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make that clear, there's about 10, 10 black people in the entire school. So anyway, they're just like, hmm, look at you. You're the only black person here. Everybody's going to sleep hours, stuff, stuff like that. Oh, you can't go. Why, why not? Known you the same amount of other people. Oh, you're different. You have weird hair. You're not like us. Not like us how? Because of, because of reasons. 
You want to elaborate? No, mm. you just, just kind of different. Thank you, five-year-old kid. <laughs> or this thing about this. Oh, I didn't think you'd be so articulate and so smart. Oh, that one gets me. Like, oh, we were once in a drive-thru and someone was like, oh my gosh, I, like talking to my mother. They were like, oh my gosh, I thought you were white. And I was like, oh, wow. don't you hate that? And I guess you, you speak so white. Yeah, you sound Ooh, so white. white. Thank you for saying I speak white. I'm, I'm sorry. What does I, that mean? I know I'm light, but did I change? <laughs> did I change? Did oh, I change? Gosh, don't get me started on that. Speak white. All right, let's go. Speak white. Okay. Uh, we, like, so as you guys white. probably know, I don't know. I was in Gulf Shores for about three months from my middle school, eighth grade year, mm. before I ended it at Arrington Middle School in West End. So when I was actually getting down there, like when I got into the school and got it, because to get into the school, you have to like take this test thing, Spanish for middle school, you have to take this test that'll tell you whether or not you're in upper classes or lower classes in terms of like the rigor. So when I got there, the lady there tried to automatically set me to lower rigor classes. Mm -hmm. And then when I got into said classes and I did so well in the classes, they told me that they were sorry that they even put me in said class because they felt that I needed to be there. And then when I asked them why I needed to be there, they attempted to walk off. It was the principal saying that and my teacher. They attempted to walk off and pretend it didn't happen. And I almost ended up not even being able to change classes because they were mad that I even asked. Although to say that is questionable, is it not? Mm. It is. Like I feel, oh my goodness, there's, oh, what's it called? It's like, it's like saviorism. Oh wait, no, that's good. I'm sorry, I realized like, I read it Oh on. yeah, the white saviorism. <laughs> yeah, there? but I feel like black people do it too. Like they're like, they're all like, oh, we need to go back to Africa. We got to do this and that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, y'all, chill Y'all ain't out. going anywhere. That's chill not the that's chill not the saviorism thing. That's more no, like they're always like, we got to go back to Africa. We got to help these people. These are our people. We got to help them. Yes, they are Is that our what saviorism people. is? The white savior complex? Is yeah, there's, yeah there, there is a white that. savior complex, but I think like um, black people. I don't know how to put it because I feel like I'm not saying that we're like, we there's a, definitely a divide between people who are African versus those the um, African Americans who have been in this country for the past three hundred years. There's definitely a divide. There's, but I do think the divide is decreasing in a way. Mm -hmm. Basically, I think this was shown through like when Black Panther came out that movie. Yeah, I think that like there was an expectation of what it was going to be. And coming out of that movie, a lot of people were more accepting of it. And personally, what I saw with it, there was like a lot of rise in African prints. People were wearing the dashikis and things like that. And I think that's definitely helpful. But I think it also could be seen as like, you know, why now? Yeah. It could also be a reason why now is because that's the first time you've seen like a black superhero on the movie screen since yeah. 1979. Yeah. And I think it's definitely good that that movie came out. And I do think it's good that more people are accepting like where they came from, but also living to the fact that they have been here. So I don't think that there's an issue with that. Yeah. Like I think accepting the fact that there are definitely differences that have come up since. Um, 
since there, there's like, there's still, there is a divide. There's definitely a divide between people who are African and who are African-American. And accepting that there's definitely, there's something that is there. It's part of the, the process to, to fixing it, I think. Don't you think? Yes, I do agree with that. So I do think in some ways the grass is getting greener. Yes. Okay. For non-black Americans and black Americans, because now they, we have the internet and there are repercussions for actions. If something bad is said on either side, everybody knows it immediately. And that could be seen in the Spain Park video mm-hmm. that came out. Shall like, we, Shall we talk about that? Yes. Let's go deep into that. So, Absolutely. So seeing that was very shocking because it was in a system that I went to and it's usually not, you're like, oh, well, that's not Redneck, Alabama. That's like near a city. So you wouldn't expect to see people saying that stuff, but they did. And something good is that they faced like punishment for that. Like pretty much all of them lost their scholarships and now they're like pretty hated, but it kind of opened up the floor to show that like this stuff still exists. So as, as long as we acknowledge that it does happen, then there's progress there. And something else that happened with the video, I was talking to this kid that immigrated from Nigeria to here, and he wrote a letter in response to the video, and he was basically talking about how shocked and appalled he was to see that. And he came from a country that was homogenous. He didn't know what it was like to be black until he he moved here. So basically in the letter, he was talking about how he, the video made him think about like why he came here in the first place. Because why come to a place that could be worse in some ways? That's always a bigger question. Why do, why do we come to a country you know is really blatantly racism, even though it's supposed to be one of the least racist countries? Or why do we stay in this country? So one thing I think about, about that, it's... I think we're honestly... And we're, our, we're, our racism festers in a different way because we have just about we I think this is a country that has someone from everywhere from anywhere there's just so many people here there's so many people that from from different backgrounds so many people from different countries that are all in this one country I think our racism is in a way more I don't know I I can't say because I'm not from another country and I've never been to another country that is like you said homologous like there's only one group of people there but I think that unlike somewhere like that, there's there's so many people who can who can have a voice, because you you're getting so many sides of it. You're getting the side of somebody who's from each continent. Like you get it from everywhere versus there. But like there, you get one whole group of people that have the views on the other groups, and they they're not the other groups don't live there. But we have to deal with each other. We're kind of forced to deal with each other. We can't escape each other. And actually, on that Spain Park video, some people like really, really, really appalled by it. I, for some strange reason, was like, oh, well, that's another Tuesday in Alabama. Not like I've experienced like yeah, that extreme amount of like racism towards me or heard anyone even say those types of things. But to me, it just wasn't like that extreme. Not saying that they, what they were doing was okay and that they shouldn't, they got, to me, they're getting what they deserve to get for saying that. But I was just not like that surprised. I wasn't that appalled. I wasn't that, I was kind of like, oh, well, there goes Alabama again doing something really racist. Alabama, we had one thing. 
Our only one of our only things going for us is our racism. Think <laughs> that should not it. be the only thing that's going. Oh, cool. Since we're going random facts, because the first Afri- the first African American to run for vice president was in Alabama as well. Mm, that's Who interesting. knew? Who that's knew? Interesting. Do some good things. Some good. Some good yeah. things. We have one. We, a state gets only one. I mean, we got. <laughs> let's let's give it another half century. We might do something again. No, two. <laughs> Maybe two. Was that candidate horribly shunned by racists? Hmm? Was that candidate horribly shunned by racists? I mean, he didn't win. Probably overwhelmingly lost. Vice president in a black vice president in 1936. Have we no, had a vice no. black vice president at all? No. I do agree with you. In some ways, I was not as shocked at that video because sure those kids got exposed through the video, but there are plenty of kids that act like mm-hmm. that off video. And we have yeah. all seen it, heard it. And at this point, it's not really something that's going to like kill you. It is something you're disappointed. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's a slight disappointment. It's yeah. not even like a major Racism disappointment. My, it was yeah. like my yeah. state. Ooh, what a thought. Mm-hmm. You live in Alabama. Yeah. Birmingham, Alabama. Yes. It's a hotbed. So I think it's like getting greener in that sense that you can yeah. face like punishment for that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that those things are still being said shows that maybe we're not at where we should be. Or do you not, think we're it'll ever not. like not be said? Do you think it's do you think we're going to get past that? I don't think we're going to get past so. that. I don't like to me, I don't think the I don't think racism's ever going to go away. There's always going to be conflict, like there's always going to be war, so you know. People yeah. gotta fight over something. And there's yeah. always going to be history. Even if it does go away, people are going to remember. We're gonna do it again, yeah. too. Like I don't think it's gonna go away at all. I think it's just gonna be something that persists. It and I think it's not gonna it's it's gonna become something else. if it's if we evolve as a people, racism is also gonna evolve. That's why I think that sometimes the definition of something that's racist, like back in the day, it usually if somebody said one thing that was racist or seemingly ignorant, that means that meant that they were like truly a racist person. But now someone will say something that's ignorant, but they don't necessarily have anything against you. They're not holding any true prejudices. They just say something that's like kind of iffy. It's like kind of sketch, just a little sketch. It could probably be dwindled to a minimum though. I, I think it's going to evolve. Like I don't think, I think it's like something that's dynamic. It's going to evolve. Racism is going to evolve in a different way. I mean, let's not get too political, but like think all, about it. We're all 17. <laughs> My name's Tosin. Love you, Tosin. Sorry, Tosin. But think about like this Trump presidency. Like the racists have evolved, y'all. Yeah, (laughs) they've they've changed. Then they are president. Mm -hmm. And Mm. even even like thinking further back, how they used to be racist during slavery, they'd be like, "Oh, blacks are too dumb to do any of this stuff." But then after, specifically with black men, it changed from being like, was it the Uncle Tom or? Oh, yeah, Uncle Tom's Tom's cabin. cabin. Uncle Tom to being, oh, they're going to rape white women, they're thugs, they're going to steal, things like that. So it did evolve in that way. It went from being stupid to being criminals. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's just going to evolve. And um, even if, like, I'm sorry. Okay, like, even if, because I think as, like, a a group of people think about, like, genetically, we're going to start evolving in a different way. Like, things are blending more. If that's the best way to put it. They're going to become me. They're going to be this light. What? <laughs> it's something that's not looked down upon anymore. Right? I mean, in, in a way, to an extent, it's not like, it's not, it's not held to the same thing. Like, it's, it's a little different nowadays. 
It's become more fetishized. They're just like, it oh, is a woo. Yeah. The fetishes. Yeah, let's, not let's, go down let's that get bad. to that because that is something that oh is still God. a divide. Wait, being mixed race? Yeah, that's yeah, a divide. That's, that's such what she a meant when she said blend. Just but like blending all together because I think it's just because I um people even fetish. like perspective like future like what what scientists have have thought, think is going to happen is that it's truly going to be certain features are just going to start blending together over and over time. And there will be some like key things that are still different from place to place, but it's going to start homologizing together. So I think with that, racism is going to be evolving. Because like, think about it. If that starts to happen, then people are going to go back to that whole purist idea of needing a pure race. Everybody's always had that idea of pure race. It happens now. Look, look. Yeah. Yeah. It's not something that stays constant. There's no, like, like everything evolves. Okay. So what do we think about non-blacks that try to act black? Mm. 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 We all have different views on it, I honestly think. I'm, I'm a very, uh, what's the word for it? Not a lot of stuff offends me. Yep. And not a lot of stuff will honestly get to me. I let a lot of stuff slide, even though like I'll 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 call you out, but I'm not necessarily the person who's going to be really angry at it. I know that I know that other people will be. So with that whole, and I like to see the other side of things. Like people accuse others, people who are non-black. Well, black people like to accuse non-black people of appropriation of blah blah blah. But you have to acknowledge that they may have known no other things like. There's definitely white people who grow up around black, a lot of black people, mostly black people, white kids who go to all black schools mainly. You can expect, you you could definitely, why would you expect for them to have, to act any differently than your black person, quote unquote? Like, I, I wouldn't expect them to be much different, but. But they start they can- to capitalize it on. Mm-hmm. They start to capitalize on yeah, it. Yeah, they, well. some, sometimes they will capitalize on it. But what's that from? a black person capitalizing on what they've grown up with. Like, think about it, like how people always make note of how all the rappers used to, they capitalize on all the drugs, the gangs, the blah, blah, blahs. But because they're black, is that there does that make it okay? It, you there have are. those who are like what you just talked about, and then you have those who want to just assimilate into the idea of being black as a race. Yeah. Like that one news reporter whose name I cannot remember right now. <laughs> Some people that act black... Quote unquote, it's, and we say that they're acting black, it's kind of reflecting bad on us because mm-hmm. I've seen people that just talk, like white people that talk uneducated, and you're like, oh, well, they talk black. And so it's like the same thing with black people that talk articulately, and you're like, oh, they're talking white. So it's like, why are we reinforcing a negative stereotype yeah. that none of us can talk well or anything like that? Yeah, that's all. I, I I do like to try to stay stray away from the idea of someone sounding. But you know, like a person no can sound up. inherently black. Yeah. Like you know, like when you hear somebody sing or if you hear somebody speak, you know if that is a black person Absolutely. or a white person. Yeah. It's just like in the it's in the tone. Like it's it's not like even articulating. But you like you know when you're listening to like um, Morgan Freeman. Right, mm-hmm. like yeah. you know, that's a black man's voice, like James Earl Jones. Like you know, Mufasa was black. Like you just know that. But that was like what? a nice voice. Both of them. Are, what um, defines you as like what? Do, what truly defines it? Like if you are raised by, because I did have a friend um, back in elementary school who was adopted by two black parents, and he was white. Like 
what do you truly expect for that kid to grow up to be? He's obviously going to sound more classically black. Not saying like, to me, there's a difference between talking black, quote unquote, or sounding black. Like there's two different things. Like someone has, it's just a different tone in your voice that makes you sound black versus not black. It's almost like the level of an accent. You know, James Earl Jones is a black man. You knew Mufasa was black. Like James, like you can hear it, right? It's just a different sound. I don't know the science behind it, but it's yeah. just a different sound. For sure. Even if they talk, you know, proper, articulate. like very articulate. Yeah, and then you could tell if they're black. Or yeah, you can still white. tell. Have you never like listened to it? I listen. Yeah, like I, listen I to totally like. Understand what you're saying, but phrasing though. How would you like me to phrase it? I'm not telling you you should phrase it differently. I'm just saying, why did you phrase it like that? I don't remember how I phrased it. So I want to get to this um, last question here. Is there a way that Black America also neglects other neglects other minority problems? Oh, that question. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anybody got any comments on that one? Yes, okay. we do. Certainly. Certainly. Because... I think as a whole, we're all kind of focused on ourselves and we do have struggles very obviously, but we forget that other people do too. There are so many minorities that also face struggles that could be equally as hard, like the deportation of uh, illegal immigrants, like you were saying earlier, and then uh, anti-Semitic people, as well as just like racism all across the board, like the fact that Muslim people still get called terrorists. Exactly, yeah. It could be, like, just as much of a struggle. It's just as detrimental to you. Like, imagine just being called a terrorist. Imagine, like, being taken from your home just because. Imagine, like, getting, having all those stereotypes, just for anyone, like, having a stereotype against you that you have no control over. You have no control over how a person will see you when they first meet you. You just have to sort of shaking fear or just assuming, hey, maybe they're going to be that one person who really, really just is says something horrible to me. Yes. You just don't know you how right. to, do, to deal with it. Yeah, There are only so many labels you can put on the person of a black African-American, such as not, you can't technically deport them as mm-hmm. we were born in America. However, on the opposite side of the spectrum, when you have literal Africans, they still do have to face that mm. problem that African Americans don't have to face of possible deportation if, of course, the government feels that that is necessary for some stupid, yeah. pointless, dumb reason. It's true. I also think that, like, as a community, even when it doesn't have to do with people, we just tend to overshadow things. Like, mm-hmm. y'all know SZA? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was um, starting a campaign to donate to, like, sharks because they're being hunted. And so I remember that was posted on the shade room and then everybody was like, oh, but you don't care about black people. And it's like, well, actually there are a lot of things in the world. There's so many problems in the world. Yeah, there are a lot of problems. Like, I don't, I think people are like, what, like I was (laughs) listening to um, the radio and they were like, people get stuck into that what about mentality. Like, wait, what about this other issue? What about that one? Well, we're all trying to fight. I mean, if you think about it, if you go research it, if you go search Everyone's trying to fight different issues. Yeah. There's so many issues for us to fight. Who says that if and you when you find one issue that you feel really passionate about, obviously you're going to want to follow that one. And to think that you following the issue that you feel you feel strongest about will lead to people hating you. That's yeah. just sad cuz like 
you're trying to do something good, but other people are overshadowing that, making it seem like your cause is less than just because it's not the same that they feel the most passionate about. If you have that problem, how about you go start your own foundation? It's true. Make your own money to help your cause yeah. instead of forcing it on somebody else and hating on them. Okay, so where, where did I really start? I started with... Um, the Sherman oh. Alexi poem that we read, um, was it a poem? I don't remember. If it, was. it was a story. It was a short story, story or a yeah. short story or part of a story. 79 and, lines. Yeah. Do you, what did you say? Did it you was say? 79 lines. <laughs> How do you even? I remember specific things about yeah. random stuff. It was the Sherman Alexi story. Um, he was a Native American who went through that whole, uh, one of the R's. Which one was it? Re... Perform, like it was just taking Native Americans and forcing them into yeah. schools to become, to whiteify them, for lack of a better word at the moment. In that story, it was uh, one point in the story, he, he was so surprised when one of his teachers, who was uh, Mexican, I believe, he didn't offer him any help. And I find that like that's kind of true in our, our world now. Like you ex- you'd expect for somebody who also goes through the same struggles as you, some another minority to help you, but sometimes you or to have your side on things. But you see minorities hating on each other. And mm. when you're all in a big group together, it's it's harder for the monster to come after you. But once you guys start separating or once some party somebody gets angry at the other person, you guys start pushing each other away. Then the, the monster's able to pick you off one by one. And that's that how how are we supposed to get through monster- anything? So yeah, like yes. I feel like oh, that's sorry. definitely self-preservation. Like, even in the horror movies, people mm-hmm. are getting rid of people because they're like, oh, I'd be better by myself. Yeah. And minorities do the same thing. They think maybe if I push them away, show that I'm not like them, then maybe I won't get um, as much of that, like, racism. Yeah. That that never ends up working out. It never does. It's like, it seems like every year we, we're going in, like, cycles of who gets the, treated the worst. Like, like... um. Think about it. Just a few years ago, we were dealing with the whole refugee crisis and not wanting to let people who are leaving their homes, who have been forced out of their homes, we're not letting them into our country because we of the fear of them being terrorists. And it sort of goes into that. And then, like, then it was all all Black Lives Matter. We're having to fight against police brutality, and then it's going into um, uh, deportation. Mexicans being separated from their children, things like that. It's like we're, we're going into cycles of plight, basically, of all of us dealing with horrible things done to us. But banding together, I feel like maybe that would, cause, could that maybe solve some of our issues, our problems, not trying to separate us from each other, finding some of that common ground and standing together. Martin Luther King style. Yeah. I'm a, forgive, I'm a forgiveful person. So... Think about We're it. About cancel culture, by the way. Huh? C- cancer culture? Cancel. Oh, cancel culture. I'm not. It do, it's not. That's not something that's going to make me fully like cancel somebody. Like I'm not going to cancel Kevin Hart because of what he said, however long ago. I'm not going to cancel these people on what they said a long time ago. 